You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Hello and welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Shatrice. Hey, y'all. I'm Louise. And my self-care looks like buying hot Cheetos um, and paying an absurd amount of money to have them delivered to my house. Well, you know what? On that note, just tell us what you've been up to, Louise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hello, Courting Cuties. It's me once again. Um, What have I been up to? Girl, it's been... A lot. It's been a lot at work. So I had a... I was on call this past weekend for work. And like I was telling you... I, um, that just means being on call, uh, ready to respond to emergencies. And so Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday, like two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I had a long work retreat. So I had to get up early for that. It's just been a lot. Like I just got home and I was like, Ooh, like I just literally have been coming home every single day this week. And I'm just like, I'm exhausted. Like just frankly exhausted. Um, similar to you last week and the week before that, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I could not do this podcast today and be totally <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, booked and blessed. Um, booked and blessed. I like that. Uh, since, uh, oh, I had my second appointment with my therapist. And- oh, my gosh. Yes. I meant to text you the other day because I was like, wait, I don't think I heard a recap of the first um, the first session, so the first session, session was truly like an intake session, like oh, okay, your okay. goals and like, you know, they, they have like their questionnaire and stuff. Okay. So even though this past Saturday was the second session, it was kind of like the first session. Sure, I cried sure, twice. Sure. Uh, I'm brand. And I was I like, feel like, so does that mean the better the therapist, the more tears? Like, I don't know if there's <laughs> like any uh, correlation well, there. <laughs> well, my, ther- my new therapist said, she's like, you know what? I'm glad you were able to feel safe in the space. And I'm like, thank you. And this is trash. <laughs> like, I do not want to be crying. Oh. <laughs> In okay, my therapist's like, office. Yeah. No, no, that no, is no. literally the one place we all need to be crying. Right. I was like, oh my god, know. I feel safe. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what a concept. We just need to be held in a um, what is it in a metaphorical black granny's bosoms and just like mm-hmm. smushed and and all of that and loved on. So yeah. I'm glad that whatever that meant for you, she she got you to let it out. And it was, <laughs> even so much so more than just like providing space, but like to have a therapist, shout out to y'all like Dr. K mm-hmm. who, are, who are becoming therapists, but like also approach this work from like an equity and inclusion standpoint. Mm-hmm. We're able to talk about like, like, right. So uh, we're talking about trauma mm-hmm. and she's able to talk about like, yes, trauma and what it means and what it does to the body. But she's also mm-hmm. like, as a queer person of color, white supremacy mm-hmm. is trash. And I'm like, oh, that feels so like yeah. to affirm that right and to hear yes, that a and professional a professional yes. right like and actually name that like I just have never had a therapist so openly name it I think yeah, most I of them either. know about it right but like this was so <laughs> tiptoe around this is so great yeah I, I really did not know how the first I really did not know how the rest of the sessions were going to be from the first session mm-hmm. because I was like oh am I being awkward are you awkward <laughs> um but or no, is this intake session, process awkward? Right, right. Is this intake process awkward? But I think also every therapist has their, I don't know, therapist, if you're out there, what's your like therapist mannerisms that you have? Because I've like <laughs> definitely have picked up her different like mannerisms that she has. And I think at first I was like, oh, like, am I like, is it awkward? Like, are you awkward? Am I awkward? But I'm like, no, that's like your own grounding techniques. Yes. Um, but no, is it, it one of those like hmm or is it like a writing things down or is no, it like a so it's just like head what, what she does with her hands it's just like, oh. I think like so she does like well according to you so you, but like she does like a very like brings her <laughs> a hands lady. to the center that looks like a choir yeah like, or like if you're online <laughs> right no but she does like a little she does like a little like this and I think we all have our weird mannerisms sure. around us right and so I think I think those are her ways of being grounded in the session. And I just, when mm-hmm. I first encounter them, I'm like, oh, am I causing this? <laughs> oh, weirdness? like it looks like it might be. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, oh, no, no, that's just like you finding your own center. My perception yeah. is you're finding your own center during the session. So literally, we know Louise made her very, very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, but it's great. I, you know, shout out to therapists and therapists of color who are 
out here doing the damn thing. Well, yes. And actually speaking of therapy, um, so I haven't been to therapy since whenever my insurance stopped fucking paying for it. So I don't know what happened with that. Like where I work, we are known for having good insurance that covers like all the things. And the second they were like, oh yeah, because if you still want to come, it'll be like this much money. And I was like, Mm, no, thank you. I will resolve my own problems with Jesus <laughs> and my brain for now. Not Jesus. <laughs> I thought you said cheeses, like, or no, cheesettes for a second. Yes. So I, and I've only, the, the therapists I've worked the most with, I guess, have been white women. I mean, I've mm. kind of saw like the black one, like on and off. Um, but that was just what was available in this area. And so I was at a sorority event the other day and one of the chapter members was talking about, she sees a therapist in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, tell in her Atlanta? like, how do you do? Cause I thought, cause I remember listening to black girls therapy podcast or therapy for black girls podcast and she was like I'm even though I'm licensed in this state so even though I'm licensed this can't be technically me giving you therapy because you don't live in the state but the chapter member said I don't know she went through something so maybe it's telehealth or whatever but I was like oh well that that would be nice because I do think also so many things so I do think that it would just be helpful for me to have some strategies in place for like the work bullshit. And so for life, um, it's funny. Cuties Louise was just, I mean, just aghast and harshly judging me right before we press record because I revealed because I think (laughs) this is a safe space. I revealed I revealed that me and the boo have decided to do a calendar, not like do a calendar, like pose and calendar, <laughs> but all the, but Merch no, we've decided to, <laughs> right. We've decided to, yes, create kind of just a couple's yeah. calendar, but you're, you're saying most of your judgment came from one heteronormativity and two, like <laughs> the technology that you thought was involved. According cuties, I <laughs> thought they had like a shared Google calendar, which I know some <laughs> couples have that. Hell no. But that seems excessive. So yeah. when Chatrice told me I had a very like non-visual, <laughs> my face just reacted. Yes, or, sorry, non-verbal, did. non-verbal facial reaction. Yes. To it because as I told her, I was like, that's one or two steps away from like a couple's Instagram, a couple's Facebook, and at some point in there, the hashtag interracial couple will get you. Oh my god! So I just what I, I was like, know. oh my god, I saw the path before them. But <laughs> as I let Chatrice know, we also have a calendar because October was just busy, and we're like, there's all these things going on, and mm-hmm. uh, let me tell you, I have the memory of a. <laughs> What's an animal that has like a no memory? Like I Isn't have it a the elephant. A, no, they always remember. They always remember. You I have, have a non elephant. I don't know. An animal that doesn't have a, a long term memory. A, so, an Eeyore. An Eeyore. I have the memory of Eeyore. I like will legitimately forget what people tell me. And so <laughs> truly every single day, I have to ask my partner, when do you work? Even though you just told me like yesterday. I just, I completely like it just doesn't retain. So maybe I actually need to share Google Calendar. <laughs> yes, bitch, you do. <laughs> because let me tell you something. That there's nothing that bugs me more than me having just told you something. I mean, well, there's oh, more, but like yeah. I just told you this, <laughs> like today, yesterday, and then we're re- now. I'm like, let's recall the conversation that we yeah. had yesterday. And so instead of having to do all that, we got a little calendar, a physical like calendar, and we're just writing out like. Yeah. weekends that we're we have activities together or whatever because i mean so cute oh. I, know. I know it took us we <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> we were in a booth upstairs in mcadoo's fucking oh. hashing it out like over just like life like the calendar is a, a resolution so one that was one thing that i learned about myself or well that was one thing i learned about us mm-hmm. as like a couple is that we can make it through like a disagreement and find sure like, I was like, oh, this is like very healthy. Like, so I'm who sure wanted the people... Google Calendar? <laughs> well, I said, I was basically proposing that we do stuff in December. And oh. that doesn't feel like 
a lot to me, right? Like that doesn't feel no. far away. It doesn't, yeah. feel, it's just like, it's the fucking calendar is the end of the semester. But for him, he was like, I just kind of take it week by week. And I was like, week by fucking week. Week <laughs> by week, an empty refrigerator. What? I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm... Yeah. Okay. I said, Spicy, there. Week by week? I, what? I, I know. I know. You know like, what? Actually, I would do wish I was more. I was. I would do wish I was more go with the flow. Let me not throw shade. I, I, well, I, I love that. That's just I really where we do. differ. Yeah. I can, but I can't, like, that causes me anxiety, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, not totally. go with the flow people, but somehow I always end up with go with the flow people. <laughs> Maybe this is God trying to tell balance. me go with the flow. Yes, balance. And so no. I was like, I, I can't promise you that I will be okay with a week by week. Cause like, I know things are coming up. Like, for, yeah. like I get more, I just, have a life where I get more advanced for things or more advanced notice for things, right. whatever, whatever. Well, and also so, the way your life is, and we've talked about exactly. this before, is exactly. you, just, you have you have like a social calendar, right? And so, yeah, like, yes, I think he thought I was kidding when I first proposed the social calendar. No, no, no like, I mean, <laughs> I'm well, dead and serious. Think, when, and when you do like week to week, I'm like, well, if you we talk on Sunday or Monday and you want to propose for something like Thursday and Friday, most likely... It's already that's already booked. taken up because exactly. Of ago. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I mean, I was just really proud of us. Just, like, yeah. I was saying, what's the sign? Through. I was trying to figure out what his sign. Oh, February third. We'll oh, you ended up with an Aquarius. <gasps> oh, oh. Oh, I don't know. oh. You're not <laughs> Okay. No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. No. Okay. So my favorite, I think, wait, was it talking about you with this? I was talking to someone that was like, my favorite thing when people tell me anything about a scientist to kind of say, oh, that oh, makes so much you. sense. Even if I really don't know why. That makes sense. Know. I just love it. But I will say for Aquarius and Leo. Okay. So here's mm-hmm. the thing. So in the Zodiac, uh, if you subscribe to the 12 signs Zodiac. So one of the reasons I think you and I get along so well is because Aquarius and Leo are on our opposite, like direct opposites on the Zodiac. So like you're across mm. from me, I'm across from you. And mm. so even though Aquarius are, so obviously like Leo is the most like extroverted of the two, right? Very much like out there. The Aquarius mm-hmm. is like more reserved and more or less each sign has what the other needs. And Aquarius's oh. and Leo's, or sorry, yeah, Aquarius's and Leo's don't always get along, but can mm-hmm. be some of the strongest like pairs because they're opposites. Mm-hmm. So if they can oh make like their opposites work, right? Like that, that's how it is. But like I it's really interesting because I'm like, I actually do get along with like Leo's because they just like have their extrovertedness that comes with being a Leo doesn't bother me. It doesn't rub me the mm-hmm. wrong way, but mm-hmm. I know it can bother other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah. where like the clash can happen. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so cute. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I hadn't asked that before. That's adorable. I don't, I know. I don't think you had, because clearly you didn't have this whole reaction to it before. That's, oh well, my God. Oh. Well, one, what I'm taking away from that is clearly you and I, I make for a strong podcast duo. <laughs> so that's yeah. great. Well, and, and that's, yeah. And, and it's truly like when you read about the pairings, again, like both sides, I think that's like both sides have what like the other needs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, in Aquarius, it's so funny that he's weak. So it's so funny that he's weak to weak. Aquarius is very, so Aquarius is our go with the flow. They're considered oh flighty. God. They're considered flighty because of air, right? So think of air, air, you can't contain it. And so, whereas like Leo is, is it a fire sign? I, I think it's a fire sign. Not, but I, that sounds um, yeah, yeah, I think it's like a fire sign. But yeah, Aquarius, and I'd, I'd be very curious to see like his other aspects of his charts. But yeah, Aquarius <laughs> can be like, definitely they get like the loof, aloof, like very floaty, oh very God. like detached <laughs> emotionally. Oh because my they just, God. they can't be contained. <laughs> Right, like that's part of the aspect of like oh being goodness. an air sign. So he probably has uh, like double. He probably has something else. Give me his uh, information, and I will win a little card. <laughs> oh, that'd be cute. Oh my gosh, that should be an episode. We should invite like an astrologer and like provide like our, um, our uh partners and ours. Like oh really- shit, that'd be cute. Oh. I think that'd be cute. We'll but is it gonna somewhere. be one of those things where every time the housewives brings? Like someone, they're like, your everything is doomed because I don't. Want no, that. no. So because astrology is not astrology is not telling the future. Like astrology uh, okay. is like 
here's basically astrology. Based like, on... Here's personality traits and here's some things to okay. watch out for. Here's that would be cool. To be aware. I don't fully subscribe to the idea that there's wrong pairings. Mm-hmm. I do subscribe to the idea that like, I do think astrology can be helpful to like understand your partner. Right. And like what they, mm-hmm. what, like what, what's going to vibe well, what's going to be a natural clash. But like, as you just talked about, there's a way to like work through that conflict yeah. and ultimately come to resolution. But Aquariuses get a lot of hate. Aqu- I should say, sorry, oh. Aquarians get a lot of hate because we're thought of as detached, but it's like, huh. we also, we care. So Aquarians are like the social justice advocates of the, the, of the astrology. Like, are you saying that metaphorically or literally? No, no, no. Just because of their ability to like, because they're so detached, they can see structural issues in a way that um, other people can't. Mm, um, mm. So when it comes to being like activists and organizers, they're like really great people to have because they can see mm. the bigger picture and a lot of structural inequities at play. Um, so moving right on along to um, the holidays that we're celebrating this week. So really this, oh shoot, really this first one is for the entire month of October. Happy National Kink Month. Happy Louise, National have you tried any new kinks lately? No. Okay. I really <laughs> want, how do you feel about like a, like a nice little like tap, like a nice little like, like a little slapping? I'm pro, very, I'm very pro. much pro ass slap. Ass only. Ass, okay. Like no, you're not no face, no neck. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I think I'm going to explore that potentially. A little bit more. So yes, because I'm yes. like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, literally yesterday for the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. It's just <laughs> you know, back to our um kinks episode that two of my top two of my top three kinks or something mm-hmm. about like exhibitionalism and voyeurism. Uh-huh. So like the watching or being watched or whatever. And so after Spicy and I had our heated debate that mm-hmm. came together in a compromise in the middle of this restaurant in our small ass town, I'm sure people were looking at us, but whatever. We came to a resolution, then we got in the car, but we had to go separate ways. Cause like just work and stuff oh. like that. So, so we weren't spending the night. And he was like, what if we just like did it here? And I was like, huh. Wait, like, in the parking lot? Yeah. Oh, okay. In the, in the car, in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, sure. So, um, but I was, you know, my default to every, I'm usually very tired. And like, oh, I was just mm-hmm. so worn out by everything. But I was like, you know what? I'm the main one who's like, we got to try things. We got to do things. And so I can't like chicken out yeah. right now. So I was like. <gasps> we did a job. Yeah, the parking lot. Could do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hello. All right. Glad we got that out. So, yeah, so I have celebrated um, National Kink Month and um, upcoming, but it'll be a couple days past when this episode mm-hmm. airs, is the sweetest day, which is in October, or excuse me, which is October 16th. I thought this was Black Valentine's Day. I feel like I heard that on the radio when I lived in Cincinnati. But oh, interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting that it was when I lived in Ohio because this is where it originated. And bitch, mm-hmm. do you know it just originated from fucking candy makers? <laughs> like, oh, really? Aww. Yes. So this is like a whole like marketing like scheme or whatever um, to get folks to buy more candy. But the sweetest day is October 16th. And according to SheKnows.com, this is supposed to be <laughs> this is supposed to be a little bit of the reverse you could say of, of Valentine's day, obviously for cishet couples is what she was talking about, but I yeah. guess like whoever kind of gets gushed over the most for Valentine's mm-hmm. day, they need to do the gushing mm-hmm. for the sweetest day. So I have to do something sweet for Bay on Saturday. I need to okay. know. Let me put that on my Thank calendar. Thank you for reminding me. Right, right. Yes. Put it on your calendar. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to scurry on along, insert. (laughs) So I think at least once every other episode, we're able to make a connection to the iconic, the, I don't even know, premiere, the whatever i should have looked for more adjectives for this that's okay <laughs> <laughs> the 
the HBO show Sex in the City. So just real quick, for those who don't know, somehow um, the HBO show Sex in the City first aired in 1998, um, starring Sarah Jessica Parker, a sex columnist named Carrie Bradshaw, and her three friends, Samantha Charlotte and Miranda, explore Manhattan's dating scene, chronicling the mating habits of single New Yorkers. Not surprisingly, the ladies have a number of bows throughout the series run. Hmm. So thank you, IMBD, <laughs> for that. <laughs> thank um, you, MDIB, or M- M- MDIB. Yes. Um, and so that's just the quick overview of Sex and the City. I imagine that most of the Corning Cuties have watched at least a couple of episodes of court of, of oh, i'm sure of sex in the city you know what i mean yeah. um and so I, I we knew at some point we would have a conversation just dedicated to this because even though like this podcast is about like the dating experiences of poc queer like mm-hmm. folks who've been marginalized and other i think this is just it, it really truly is an iconic show that I think has touched the lives of different types of people. And we can talk yeah. about like that piece too, right? Of like, how was it that y'all were in New York City, but not a damn black character for miles? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how did this even happen? It's not realistic. But, um, but yeah, so let's just hop in. So first question, um, this show came out in 1998, Louise. <laughs> so what does sex mean to you in 1998? <laughs> oh my God, I was... Eight years old, I was eight. <laughs> probably thinking like, oh, I can't even say the word, but if I spell it, it's like just as bad, <laughs> like S-E-X, like, oh my God, I'm sure. Swear word. <laughs> Swear, right, like I, yeah, I probably still thought it was like birds and the bees, stork carrying, like no <laughs> conceptualization. I'm trying to think of like, this is the weirdest thing, but I feel like the earliest recollection I have of rounds like human sexuality mm-hmm. is uh, the sex scene and then Titanic. And I feel like that was around- <laughs> With Rose. With Rose. Because I think that was like a 97, 98, 99 like movie that. maybe. So it was kind of like around this time young. where I'm like, oh, clearly humans do something. And I think <laughs> it's called sex. Yeah. But that was kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. So that, that I was in the un, unaware <laughs> stage <laughs> of sex because I was yes. eight years old. So same Z <laughs> shout out to the nineties babies. Also a, um, honestly, depending on what time of 1998, I could have been seven. So like just a sure. baby, just youthful. And so sex for, well, I similar I'm like did I think this at eight maybe not I just was like I don't know I'm gonna save myself till marriage that was like my my Mm -hmm. philosophy or goal about about sex up until like my freshman year of college and then fucking college everyone's like swinging their dicks around and it's like well I caught one and then in (laughs) fucking college I (laughs) fucked in college yes um but yeah I think I was very much save myself till marriage and my friends weren't like we were truly innocent. And so there wasn't mm-hmm. even really, I think <laughs> the most that I ever did was I had like the kin and you know, I'm black. So I had the black kin, the black kin and black Barbie. I think I had them like making out or something. And I guess my mom caught me because I think <gasps> she took away all the male dogs. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's like, uh, uh-uh, I don't want her to get any ideas. Yes. I was like, wait, I'm like, mom, I didn't even have my period then, whatever. Um, so yeah, even my, my Barbies couldn't even kiss. So I, there wasn't too much about sex that was going on at that time. And of course, the reason I ask is a, to be funny, because I knew we were both eight. But I also wanted to know, do you remember when you first got introduced to Sex in the City? Like, how old were you? Because I know I was too oh. fucking young to watch that show. Oh, definitely. I, okay, so I think my friends, so, you know, I grew up in the suburbs of the shy. Um, so, and growing up, my racial saliency was like not what it is now. So I mostly mm-hmm. hung around with like white, white suburban kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like my friends, oh my God, it's so funny. I have not thought about that. Yeah. Like my <laughs> friends, my like core group of friends in high school were the ones who introduced me, but like my women, like my, my girlfriends, right. My girl mm-hmm. space friends like introduced yes. me because they watched it and I don't. <laughs> 
think I That's thought much anything of it. It's kind of, it feels like it's one of those things I've always known about and have always seen. Mm-hmm. I have a distinct memory of my, oh my God, I don't think she even listens, but I have a distinct memory of my friend Jackie. Um, I texted her one Black Friday. This must have been in oh, like so 2011. <laughs> this must have been like 2011 or 2012, but I was like, oh. Jackie, you have to buy me the series of Sex and the City at Target. And she did. And like, shout out to Jackie. Oh. But like, so that's that's when I first. Oh, so you have the whole the series? Box. I have the whole box. I love box it. Set. Oh my um, gosh, I so, so she, wanted that. Yeah. So shout out to my friend Jackie. I think it was. So she's like a Black Friday aficionado and like all that stuff. <laughs> but I was like, girl, I'm oh, not waking like, up that early. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if you're out there and you see it, grab it. Um, yeah. But oh, then it's funny. like such a scam because literally, I think either after that year or not that long after. They have those Black Friday deals up after Black Friday. So oh, I was yeah. Like, I yeah. It's not even. Well, well, I guess I didn't have to get up. I didn't get up. So I like, but I was like, oh, shit. I didn't have to worry about this. Uh, I didn't have to worry about this. So. Yeah. But you, but you got it in like the pink box. The pink box. Yes. yes. But there's multiple sets of them. And so I have the standard. Well, you know how like different stores have like their own things. So I, I think I have like the Target one, but it's like the because there's another one that's like I think the pink and gray that's a little bit more flashy. Like there's the some platinum. different, yeah, the platinum one. But yeah, I have the standard one, and I think it had to have been grad school because that's grad school is when I really started watching it. I think oh, because really? in grad school, I think because in grad school I wanted so I was like away from home, and I was like not. I mean, I've, I came out when I was like 16 and then 19 and whatever, you never stopped coming out. But like, I think something in grad school shifted me where I was like, oh, I want to date or I'm interested in dating. But like, I, I, you're like, who should teach me? Who should teach me? But these four white women in New York. Um, and so I get, yeah. And so I guess that's when that's I kind funny. of like really started watching it. Um, okay. But I mean, How I old were this- you? In grad, I mean, I was 21, 22, right? Because okay. so I think that's what I'm thinking. I think honestly, I had watched them and maybe I had like seen a couple episodes and E always like um the, the network yes. E, like mm-hmm. would stream them. And I think after my friend Jackie bought them for me, I think I just started watching it when I went back. It had to have been when I was in grad school. I'd have to look through mm. like my Facebook memories or something yeah. to see. <laughs> but like, yeah, it had to have been that. And so I mean, I've seen the series so many times um, with those DVDs. Like I will just put on. Oh, but that's beautiful. Like, cause yeah. that's like the real version. So let me tell you, I, so I'm like, okay, Sex and the City came out in 98. I would, I think, I know I was in high school when I first discovered it, found it. The series came out in 1998 which would have made us a, and I know for a fact that I was watching it in high school and I'm thinking, okay, the year I entered high school was 2004, which would have probably also been the year that the show wrapped, which would make, that actually makes total oh, sense yeah. because when, you know, when shows wrap, even though it only has 94 episodes, I thought there was a rule about syndication, but whatever. Um, even though the show had stopped airing on HBO. I think that's when TBS picked it up when it was over. When the oh my gosh, over. girl. Yes. yes. That's how I started that, watching TBS. Not yes. E. Oh, yes. yes. Channel 34. TBS. Channel 34 <laughs> in the Midwest. Was, oh my gosh, was it 7? I think it was maybe Channel 7 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, no, we had ABC it, 7 was like our Channel 7, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes. Local news. Oh, oh, maybe it was 15. Okay, well, whatever. Sure. Um, but yes, it was definitely TBS. And Oh, I, you're so I, right. Oh my yes. God, I forgot yes. about that. Yeah. And I didn't know, like, so, you know, it's it's one of those like cultural like things where you like you said you know about sex and the no one ever told me about it but I knew about it which is why yeah. it piqued my interest when I saw it on on um come on on TBS but here's the thing about the the rebroadcasting on TBS is that like it's you know it's TBS so it's like edit it down like there's mm-hmm. not all the words no titty no butt no titties no booties no nothing but like so but that was truly how I consumed sex in the city which was you know probably yeah. fine for a high school uh like sophomore or whatever but yes I just like I don't know why I enjoy watching these white bitches like <laughs> 
I could not. I, what was it? Like, what is like? I don't I, know. According cuties, if you're a person of color out there and you watch Sex and City, let us know. Like, what was? Why did Sex and City have a, such a grip on us? Well, so yes. question for you because I also have found a lot of people of color, in particular, like Black Americans, like the connection to like girlfriends and those types mm-hmm. of shows. So you mm-hmm. didn't watch girl. You watch girlfriends after Sex and the City or before? So I think I, cause girlfriends was one of those early aughts shows. So it wouldn't have been out. I don't think it, Oh, it may have actually overlapped a little bit right. on the timeline with sex in the city. But anyway, I think I did watch it, but I recently, I'm just like, thank you, black flicks. I recently watched it like from the beginning. Right. So I was like, There's some plot lines that I can't quite remember. So let me just watch the whole series again on Netflix. And I was like, Oh, watching this as a full and grown adult is a different experience. Like the main character, Joan, love you girl, but you're annoying as shit. Like, you and you kind of carry right like yes you kind of sabotage some of your relationships and things like that and so that's now i haven't watched sex in the city like in a minute but like whenever like i'm doing whatever hbo trial like it'll just it's like i've seen the episodes like so often that like i can just put it on the background or whatever right and so but i'm like i think i do need to like like not take a full-on critical look at it but i was like i think i do need to go back and watch it because like just even watching some scenes and preparing for today's episodes i was like oh what was the whole storyline in that because one i'll just say real quick one of the scenes was brady's first fucking birthday where miranda's ass was um dating the black the one black guy and oh was still in love with steve's ass but we'll get to that later and so good butt do you remember that butt? did you ever watch the butt scene when they had sex Wait, oh wait, Blair Underwood's butt was on there? Mm-hmm, because they had sex and sex. Oh. Yeah, so they showed his butt. It was a very good butt. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch. I'll put that on my to-do list. Because yes, <laughs> I want to make sure I see all the ass and titties that I was meant to see, <laughs> to see. <laughs> in the original airing. Yeah. Um. But yes, I, I, yeah, we'll probably put out a poll for sure because I'm interested like to know also like who all else out there was like, loving on these four women in New York City and could not actually relate to any of it. Right. I mean, like, I don't, I guess it's interesting. Even though it is a show based in New York, New York is kind of the fifth character I've heard people talk about it, but it also- Yes, including Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) But also it kind of isn't. Like, I don't feel like there's- distinct like I think the themes are can exist like if you took that same story and plopped it in I don't know Mason Georgia like it would I think some of the themes would still hold right like it it would be the same story like I so yes New York is like the fifth character but it doesn't like (laughs) permeate so much of what they do to a full extent like you could argue like Charlotte and Trey right and like the North like New England wasp culture like that's um, that's like probably very situational and, and environmental but there's just certain aspects like to me New York like I didn't watch that show and being like I can't wait to New York and have my sex and city fantasy that wasn't okay, the show fair. that caused that you know what I mean so I think yeah. for me, like New York I, wa- I didn't watch that because I wanted to move to New York I watched it oh because yeah of strong women yeah and friendship and uh, what what are you drinking? You said uh, um, a, a Marcus, cosmopolitan, a cos- right? And a cosmopolitan, and, and a Manolo like, Blahnik. Blahnik. <laughs> Listen, maybe Carrie Bradshaw gave um, Olivia Pope the blueprint of mm. things to capitalize on. Yeah, because I'm sure the sale of popcorn and red wine went up <laughs> during the showrun of Scandal. Absolutely. Similar to Cosmos and Manolo Blahniks. Absolutely. I almost got some Orville Redenbacher the other day. Like, absolutely. Oh, is that really what she, is she, is that really what she pops? I mean, she probably oh. pops some organic shit. I don't know. Sure, That's sure, what they okay. had at the dollar store. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I thought that was like the specific brand we see. Oh, I don't think it's a different placement. But yes, I did. So, of course, I don't know how to spell Manolo Blahnik because I don't even know what or what origin of that word. Like, I don't know what. Anyway. And I like type it in so Google could tell me how to spell it. And yeah. of course, like the iconic Manolo Blahnik, the blue with the like sequence sequence buckle on it that she does for the first movie pops up. And I'm like, maybe one day I will buy it. They're very cute shoes, I will say. They're very they're cute. cute. I'm sure yeah. very uncomfortable. Let me just go back to what you just said, because I think that's interesting about like New York City being the fifth character. Because I think whether or not they 
succeeded in making people, the viewers feel like New York was the fifth character. I think it was literally like intertwined with Carrie's being like her character was like very right. wrapped up. She's very New York city. Like they were very much like what, like <laughs> I watched a couple of scenes and like, um, cause big was moving or whatever. And literally one of them was like, well, where do people go when they leave New York? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Are yeah, you yeah. serious? Yeah. Are you yeah. like, honestly? Th- there was a, I think, I think this, well, this actually might've been the first movie, but like when, oh yeah, it's when Carrie gets a new phone number and she's like, <laughs> oh yeah, like I have, a, I have a new, right, right, right. She's like, I miss the old New York. And Samantha's <laughs> like, well, honey, this is the new New York. Get with the times. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something of that resort. Well, and when Miranda moves to Brooklyn and they're all like, the oh, shock. Because this bitch moved up Miranda the was the original Brooklyn gentrifier. Convince me otherwise. <laughs> and do you remember the when she? Well, I, 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 can't, I don't know if <laughs> I can't remember if this. No, this wasn't Brooklyn. Remember when she was moving? I think this was after her and Steve broke up, but she found an apartment in, in Chinatown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was this in the which, movie or the series? I can't remember. That was in the movie. That was in the oh, movie, which is so here's, like five episodes. So here's the tea. So I think it's been a five years since I've seen the show, but I've watched the movie so many times in those last five years <laughs> that I often confuse the series. Like Fair. I haven't confused the movie happenings for the series happenings. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, because if you really like break down the movies, which we'll maybe get to, it the especially the first, ep- uh, first movie, it truly is just like, five episodes right. <laughs> like i mean it it's a full like, year kinda, right like, like it goes through a full yeah, year yeah i'm like this movie is long as hell because it's like multiple episodes crammed into right. one. but yeah that was when that was in the movie and then you know they had the sad ass like russian music oh my gosh because we we watched the movie a couple years ago for <laughs> like you and we i watched, did yes we watched the movie a couple of years ago um, on New Year's Eve in honor of that. Oh, scene. that's right. Oh, that was right because I was like, Shatrice, you do not have to be alone on New Year's. I will be your 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 um, Miranda to carry. I will yes. bring you. And I think we got Chinese food, didn't we? Yes. Was Jess there? I feel like Jess might have been there. No, it was just us. It, it was, was just, just us. Yeah. Oh, According cuties, so we were pathetic. No I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, we oh, didn't get Chinese food. That's funny. We ditched. I feel like is that the year we shared like a whole chocolate cake? Oh, I'm gonna put that out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. According cuties, hey, we, were oh. we were sad. We were sad. That might have been a long way. Where did we, we get Chinese food from? I have so many questions. It was when you first moved to Burrell before you met Bay. <gasps> oh, yes. that's yes. right. Oh, yes. bitch. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. yes. yes you had come like, down here. Oh, yes, 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 I could look through some photos. Okay, we yes. might have. Let me see if I can have. I'll do. I'll do a cute throwback Thursday. We may have done like a like little. Um, yeah. Like a cheers, boomerang. Oh, like that. that was cute. Okay, so you were my. Miranda. We are Carrie. Yes, you were my Miranda. We, in this exactly. Situation. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we'll actually beautiful transition. So my next question for us was we we had to ask this question. We had to cover this, of course. So are you a Carrie? But also, are you Miranda, <laughs> Charlotte, or Samantha? Like, I am yeah. not a Karen. <laughs> okay, so literally, probably for ten years, I was like, I'm, I'm such a Carrie. Like, I can see myself. Were you really? A little bit of a Miranda. Well, and I, and now as I've gotten older and I see how Carrie really is, I'm like, oh no, I'm a Miranda, a hundred percent, like a hundred and ten percent, like very much a Miranda through and through I think like I'm actually really a Miranda and Charlotte because I think I mm. want that like stay at home wife like perfect nuclear family like yes. 2.2 kids like the <laughs> yes. the four dogs the, and the nanny the nanny um you know I, yeah I, I, yeah so maybe I think I'm definitely a Miranda Charlotte um because Charlotte was like the hopeless romantic right Charlotte she like, was that was we'll, t- we'll talk about the favorite idea. scenes but like yes the always forever iconic line for me is like I've been dating since I was 15 where is he and I'm like <laughs> not relatable because I haven't been dating since I was 15 but I'm like where yes. is he right like Charlotte gets to a low point in her life that she's like questioning her entire like existence and I'm like that's relatable <laughs> <laughs> oh, <hell>. and <laughs> I just remember like that one episode when Carrie was finally getting on everyone's nerves and they were like, girl, go see a therapist. And it was still like, you know, the 90s, like we're not. And so I really hate that therapists didn't get a better, greater, more detailed role in Sex and the City because yes, they needed it. But um, 
I would say, I would 100% say when I was younger that I was a Charlotte. I was like, I'm a hopeless romantic, whatever. And Aww. I was a virgin. So I obviously wasn't a Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> but I supported her wholeheartedly. And I would say, because, okay, well, let me back up to you. What makes you a Miranda? And what did you think used to make you a Carrie? So I think what makes me a Miranda is definitely the analytical, a little bit of like stone cold, like Mm -hmm. doesn't really believe in love, but actually like really does. (laughs) This is me projecting, but like the first one to have a kid. Yeah. The first one to have like, right. Like really wants everything for herself, but I think just does not. I think what's interesting really wants everything that the others want, but I think doesn't Mm. view herself in that traditional slash Mm -hmm. conventional attractive way, right? Because when you look at Cynthia Nixon, she Mm. doesn't, she's not, so she was the only redhead, right? So look at like, (laughs) think of, think of who she, like, think of how she looks, uh, like she was the only redhead. She was always styled in this very mat. Like they othered her. Like really, I could sit here. Very masculine. Like, right. I could literally sit here and be like, Miranda was actually the queer one in the group, right? So I think I just always there was there's this there was this othering of Miranda mm-hmm. in comparison to the other girls. They they got an access to femininity. They were much more mm-hmm. feminine than Miranda in a way think, that. Yeah. The others weren't and even though samantha was you know like i was watching this video of um of the best scenes and like uh they talked about that richard wright scene where she goes mm. up to this like hotel job and she's like you know mm-hmm. whatever she's a man in that moment um but like still like samantha performs femininity through oh, her yeah. like gender expression in a way that miranda never got and so i think i just yeah. saw myself in miranda as like the other the queer the like different and so wants all these like very cis white cis heteronormative things but mm-hmm. because has been like uglied in the mm-hmm. world of the show doesn't mm-hmm. feel like she can get them and I'm like that's relatable content right for me mm. like yeah so and then I think I, think I used I think I used to be listen I think I used to be a carry because I'm like oh all these boys are breaking my heart like oh <laughs> they're just who do I pick and like I don't know I think <laughs> I think it's like you want to see yourself in the main character because you want sure. that main character life, right? You want- I want to be the main character of my own story. <laughs> and I think that was it, right? And I think, I mean, and really like Carrie went through some like tough relationship stuff, right? So I think when I first started, I was like, I'm a Miranda. I'm like, but I think when I was like in my mid twenties, I think I had very much Carrie vibes. Oh my mm. gosh. Also speaking of Sex and City, did you ever watch the Carrie Diaries on CW? A little. I could okay. get into it. I, so I, I, was like, I committed. I committed. I oh, did you really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Were yeah. they? Did they have like a baby Charlotte Miranda? They Samantha, only had a baby Samantha. To... They only had a baby. Okay, because I was like, they didn't yeah. all meet like right, right, children. Right. Kind of. The yeah, there was. It was. It was pretty cute. It was. It was. It was okay. But um, <laughs> uh, it had that one. It had the uh the white girl from um how to get away the schmurder the big the eyes season. the big eyes yes the mm-hmm. one who gets murdered in the first. Oh shit! Murder. <laughs> um, she's oh, I didn't in know that, was that one. I think as the friend, not as Samantha, but as I think a friend or something. Oh, okay. Um, she did. But anyway. Uh, uh, okay. But anyway, definitely, I think I carry just from that like main character energy of like I just this the world revolves around me and mm-hmm. well, and I think the thing is. Carrie mm-hmm. is the natural voice of the show, right? Like right. you see everything through Carrie's eyes. And so- And I began to wonder. Right, right, right. And as someone who's introverted and introspective, I think mm-hmm. that's the part I related to Carrie the most. And she, mm-hmm. Carrie was always the one kind of asking the big questions. Like, mm-hmm. what does love have to do with it? You know, if- what you know, Does he know, have a Zaza Zoo? <laughs> does he have a Zaza? And you know, it's just like those things that you're like, oh- I wonder about these things too. Therefore I'm Carrie. So I think yeah. in like my intellectualness, mm-hmm. I saw myself in Carrie, mm-hmm. um, but in my like, in, but, but in my like living day-to-day life, I was like, oh, sure. I'm, I'm a Miranda. Sure. Oh my gosh. I, de- I love, 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 love your analysis. Of this. I definitely don't have as deep of a response, but I will say, um, yeah, I think that is, and, you know, I always say, because even with like living single, and so like, I, I feel like living single was in its own way, not the original Sex in the City, because some would say it's the original Friends, hell, it's just the original good TV. Um, but it was in a 90s kind of world, young, single, Black women 
living their best lives, dating and doing yeah. all of that. And so I want to watch Living Single. I started watching it when, to, when you, you did. To. Yeah, I really want to watch it. Because of course I've watched it like 30 times. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's all I do. But um, but I think similar to the four main female characters in Living Single, like I can definitely see myself in a little bit of all of them. And so I think even though I'm like, I'm a Charlotte, I'm a Charlotte, I'm a hopeless romantic. I, I'm like, am I as hopeless now? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think, I mean, obviously there are things that differ. Like when you go back and watch the show as an adult, I was like, oh, the elitism, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's white privilege, like hands down or whatever. And so in those ways, Charlotte was kind of icky, but um, I would agree, like similar to Carrie, I just, I find myself having like a lot of those questions. I feel like we would, we were basically Carrie, we were Carrie's diary. when We both yeah. worked in the same building and we were just like, big question about well, love. That's, that, question right, right. About that's, that's how this podcast started, right? Like yeah. we just were asking <laughs> these big questions, you know, yes. what does yes. it mean to travel state lines for like, <laughs> for for dating and relationships and yes we're just straight up for dick we're still looking for answers honey (laughs) yes and honestly as a woman of a particular age of 31 i am i do feel sexually liberated like samantha like i i appreciate her character even though a lot of it was so like extra and dramatic, but right. Like it's right. a TV show, dramatics, whatever theatrics, right. truly theatrics in, in some of it. Um, but I like that she was never ashamed of having a sex life of having multiple sexual partners of being a date, sexual being, just being a sexual being. Like she, right. she like, honestly, the fifth character was Samantha's relationship with herself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like She was committed to dating herself First, yeah. or putting her and putting herself and her needs first. And I think that was probably, you know, different from a lot of leading female characters of the 90s, right? Um, or at least maybe of the 80s for sure. I think like there are more examples in the 90s. But yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I fully support Samantha. And I can I definitely have a little Samantha in me because I'm like, I do I I appreciate that sex was, I mean, sex was a priority in her life. And I, I just love that because I don't think that's something that people often do or make a priority. And it's certainly not something that we talk about. And so um, I love that they could always get together and talk about these things. And actually, do you, do you know the most random thing that I loved about sex in the city as a young black fat girl? The brunch, the food. Yes. Okay. Did you ever notice that like when they go out to breakfast, they like, put food in their mouth like usually yes, on tv shows yeah yeah like they'll like yeah. hold the fork they'll be placed yeah. in front of food but they won't eat it but they were like right. on tv eating and i just supported that i was like yeah. thank you skinny women are eating here like and like it wasn't like there maybe were a couple of times where like someone was on like an exaggerated diet or something like that but for the most part it was just like they were ordering their food like mm-hmm. eating was a very normal thing and i just <laughs> hadn't seen that and so i was like even though yeah y'all are tiny as you know, a-, a pinky i appreciate it <laughs> one of my favorite lines i hope i'm not combining two separate seasons into one <laughs> two separate scenes into one but i think it's when samantha says i think i i think i'm with the man that has the funniest tasting spunk i ever <laughs> met or something like that and then carrie goes they're in the restaurant but carrie goes hold my rice pudding i think that i think that's like the same scene if not whatever but yes yeah. i'm sure it just whatever the things, samantha said just the said things that said <laughs> during brunch i mean and really yes. i don't i guess i guess carrie and them were really technically boomers but they really started brunch culture for us mm. millennials right mm. And I think that's what it, I mean, and really what it is. I think they're boomers, Lee. They're like Gen X. They're not oh, baby okay, boomers. Yeah. Oh, no, Gen X. You're right. I truly, I thought it was boomers, millennials. I'm no. so sorry. Gen X. Sorry, the to y'all. Sorry, yeah. y'all. The aunties. Right? But I think, but I think, um, I mean, I think that's what I appreciate it is I also think in some ways, maybe for me, Sex and the City was 
about friendship that Mm -hmm. I wanted but didn't always have right this like mm, communal mm -hmm, aspect you gathering mm -hmm. around food and I will say you know again I I am such a sucker for nostalgia but like I feel like I actually have gotten that in many points in my life but I think one Mm -hmm. of the ways that it strongly stands out for me is like when you Haley Brian and I would go get like brunch Mm -hmm. right like that act Mm -hmm. of like going somewhere eating food like getting lost in the conversation you're just talking about everything like that was kind of I think I think a a form of friendship and kinship that Mm -hmm. I needed to see that Mm -hmm. I don't think I always I I don't think I had it to that level yeah because in grad school who can afford anything Um, (laughs) right but then but and even when my first professional job I didn't have I had like some friends, but I think, I think there was a certain less, there was a certain thing about seeing like four friends getting food, talking shit that I think I was able to replicate in my life. Yes. And I think maybe that's what it was. Maybe you always were in like a threesome or a five, some group of people and it never felt right until you had four people. Until you, <laughs> until right. Until it was me and three other hoes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Cause that's and that every, might have been it. every main like little like friends group. Usually it's, I don't, I don't know why it's always like four women or four, you know, people. Right. I feel like when they start like adding men to it it'll be like six or something like that but anyway yeah well and i think the real housewives the real housewives franchise teaches us what happens when you add (laughs) right right drinks get thrown like well it's just too much like how do you how do you like yeah there's a square and a symmetry to having yes four and five may be too much yes it really it's it's a whole aesthetic but um but yeah so i i i love that and then just real quick on the characters do you think like separate from how you kind of see yourself see yourself in the character if the fifth character was louise (laughs) instead of the city (laughs) like who do you think you would be friends with and maybe that oh is related God. to who you relate to. But like, like in real life, I'm like in real life, I don't know that I would be friends with Charlotte. I don't think I could afford no. to be friends with Charlotte. <laughs> I don't think Charlotte would let me into her house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think would be like around it. the back, back. Right. <laughs> right. Service um, quarters. I think in some ways, Carrie reminded me of the girls I grew up with. Okay. Right. That I was friends with like the eccentric like Mm, maybe slightly mm -hmm. witty intellectual Mm -hmm. girls who were in their feelings who were always like whining and pining about boys (laughs) shout out to y'all y'all made me Um, but but there was just something very in some ways one dimensional (laughs) shout out to my crew from high school (laughs) no the real ones but I think I think in some ways like Carrie Carrie actually I didn't think about this like I think Carrie did represent the girls I grew up with like yeah you know my homegirls girlfriends whatever you want to say whereas like I don't know Miranda just felt adult right like Mm. Charlotte Mm -hmm. felt like the picture perfect princess Samantha Mm. was just like the overtly sexual and I just was not that's not the type of kids I like went to high school with or yeah myself really much in life so (laughs) maybe something about Carrie I think I'd be I think I'd get along with Carrie because I'd be I mean, I'd be Stanford Blanche, like, or whatever his name was, right? Like, Stanford <laughs> Blanche is the fifth character. And then Mario, uh, what's his name? I love when they started bringing in the gays. Who, yes. Right, the gays. Who so didn't I think that would be yeah. each other, like, right. come on. Which I was like, uh, come on. But anyway, I think that was, I think, like, That's funny. Reminded, like <laughs> those girls I grew up with who were just, like, always getting into the kind of trouble with boys and, like, the boys did something. And they yes. were trying to figure out their life because if you really think about it Miranda kind of is that again that very like masculine doesn't really always talk a lot about what's going on with her but like listens I mean men Mm -hmm. are trash listeners sometimes but Mm -hmm. again did it I don't know there there was just something about the way gender was performed in that show and Mm -hmm. Carrie's performance of gender was just very familiar to me yeah, no, I get that. Well, and I'm now thinking back to my friends, but I'm I'm thinking about specifically what you said of like being able to replicate that kind of friendship and, and yeah. literally replicating those like scenes, right? Of just brunching and like discussing things and throwing shade and just being real. And I think when I did first start watching Sex in the City in high school, I still had a very like innocent, like homegrown, like just girl I don't know I don't think girl next door is a part of it just the innocent homegrown group of friends right and so like 
I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel that I could be completely honest about like the things that I was wondering about or thinking about because I wasn't doing a damn thing. So I'm like, what right. did I even feel like they were going to judge me on? I don't know. But I do distinctly remember trying to like share something because I was like motivated a little bit by the show to be like, oh, like this is like the type of stuff. Right. I'm talk to our girlfriends about anything. Right, right. And it really was that, that piece, right? There was vulnerability. There was care. You saw mm-hmm. these women like rally behind each other. They mm-hmm. support each other through so much like um and through big life things that you were like this is what friendship is about right exactly exactly and so I definitely yeah I don't think we were ready for that um in high school I don't think back then weren't ready for how (laughs) we wanted to be I was so much more advanced (laughs) no I'm like okay fine maybe I wasn't the target demographic for the show so I shouldn't have been trying to apply principles of sex in the city to my high school life but I think there, I think there were Hold the some, spunk. That's what you were saying. I think there were some like iconic moments and lessons. And so yeah. I honestly think we will have to do a part two, but I do want to maybe just wrap us on some of your, cause you have been quoting that's one. Cause I haven't seen it in a minute. Like if I'm watching the show, I can like quote, yeah. and remember the lines, but I can't like fully quote, but like, tell me, talk to us about like some of your favorite scenes, some of your favorite moments, uh. quotes, like, so, you know, uh, Chatrice knows. So one of my deepest fears is being like Carrie on her 35th birthday and going to the restaurant and none of her friends show up and you're at this table and you're like, <laughs> when I tell you, I am getting hives, like just thinking about it because it, it's just, it, it's like, not to get sad, but if I experienced that, it would be such an affirmation of the perpetual loneliness I feel, but like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it just, yes. that was such a heavy scene for me to watch. Like what? truly one of my worst fears. Oh my gosh. So yes. then how did yes. you, so then how did you feel? Cause this was, this was in New York city, right? Cause I remember remember. remember yes. I when you would have to leave, leave a message her. with the host. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm trying, like I'm stuck in traffic or whatever. But so I thought you were about to say, but this isn't exactly what happened. When Carrie went to Paris for the Russian, I mean, that was iconic. Loneliness. Oh, that was <laughs> iconic. Yeah. That was, that was it a was, different kind of, that was a different kind of love. That was like, girl, you got yourself into that. That was like, you followed a man when you didn't. You yes. Yeah. Don't follow men to Paris is really the lesson I learned. That really is the lesson. Her and the Russian. <laughs> Alexander Petrovsky. Yes. I think was his name. You're yeah. right. So, but um, I think but the iconic yes. line, the, the iconic line that comes from that scene is actually the moment after when Carrie and the girls are in a restaurant. And that's where we get the ever iconic when Charlotte says, you know, maybe we can be each other's Each soulmate. other's soulmates. And oh. men are just like friends we have, um, yes. we have fun with or something like that. Yes. Um, that warms me. Now, okay, so this is so funny. I just deactivated my Facebook because I need a social media break. <laughs> but one of my, um, uh, one of my former like best friend groups, uh, I have this Facebook photo album. I think it might be hidden, but like it used to be titled A Plane Right Away. But what's mm-hmm. that scene or what's that quote that's like, um, oh shit. Okay, I'm gonna have to look at it. I love the times where we had to think about names to our Facebook albums. <laughs> Bitch, let me tell you, I was really good. I have a Facebook album. That, that was the original chemical like, romance. Yes. Right, that was my chemical romance. I had like some kind of, oh my okay. God. So I remember now. So okay. I had a Facebook album that was called a plane right away, but remember how Facebook albums used to be able to describe them too. So you would add a little description about what the album was mm-hmm. about, but in it was this quote that said, you know, people come into your life and people go, but it's comforting to know the ones you love are always in your heart. And if you're very lucky, a plane right away. Oh, that's, so was that from that plane right away? That was from sex in the city. Oh, okay. And so, um, that, I, I can't remember if it, I can't remember where it was, but I think the plane right away thing, I, you know, someone who moved away from home, mm-hmm. I was often coming back to Chicago to visit friends because I just didn't make friends quickly sometimes mm-hmm. in different cities I've lived in. So I really was like, you know what? Yes, I may be alone in this spot, but like I could hop on a plane and go see my friends. And mm-hmm. so that to me, you know, th- there was all like, there was always this, 
iconic line with this like former friend group of mine that like I would always use with them because I really did feel like holy shit like I can't hop on a plane and y'all I can see y'all and everything will be okay right because yeah friendship friendships are forever plot twist not always but, <laughs> I, was you know. like, I was like you keep using the past tense but I will let that <laughs> yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah. I'm we not, grow yeah. well and that we was grow yeah yeah that was one of the things that I was thinking too, honestly, um, if like kind of, if we were back in this hypothetical, I wonder if, cause there was a moment where, I mean, like the characters like start to develop and grow, right? And like, you see some rifts between, like, especially with, when Miranda has the baby and Samantha's mm-hmm. like, well, bitch, I'm still trying to get lit at brunch. I find a fucking babysitter, like just completely right. unsympathetic to like her being a single mother. Um, and was it when Charlotte was getting married? And so like when when big life things were happening, like you were saying, it was like they could have definitely took a direction in the show, though I'm glad they didn't because all the characters like make the show, but like where they could have grown apart. Because like, I mean, Rhyme. it just happens. And well, and I think it was interesting. And it's funny that you say a plane right away because I think about Sex and the City, the movie one, the first movie, and how Sam- Samantha moves to LA with Smith Jerry. Yeah. And that bitch is, like she is back and forth to New York so much because she just hates the idea of not being a New Yorker. And I think once again, that's the way that New York is the fifth character of the mm-hmm. show. Like she just has, cause I'm like, girl, if you don't sit your frequent flyer mile ass down, like honey, it's going to be okay. That's, now see, that is a plane right away, but that's a long ass plane ride. That's no, a long fuck ass y'all. Like I would right, never- First class or not, like we are not traveling across the country every fucking weekend to go see my right. days. Like you're living a good life in freaking LA. But anyway, but, uh, right. but I think it was where she wasn't like centering herself, what she talks about in the movie, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, okay. So any other quotes that come to mind or scenes? There's a couple, but what about you? Like, well, let's, let's, yeah. so like I said, not good with quotes. So I think in that you said something about like Charlotte saying like, I've been dating since I was 15. I'm tired. And I just remember her next like, line is like, my hair where hurts. Is- <laughs> oh, well, yeah. It's, yes. Where is he? My hair hurts. And I don't know why that always <laughs> like down to the fibers of her fucking like tresses follicles. down to her. The thank you. The follicles of her scalp. Like everything hurts. This is fucked up. I just really related to that. Just like the sheer dramatics of like trying to deal with dating yeah. as a teenager, as a young adult. Um, but I pulled. So I like Google, like what were some quotable quotes from Carrie well I was looking for all of them but it had like all the ones from Carrie that they picked and so I, I like this quote that says like I'm looking for love yes. real love uh, ridiculous inconvenient consuming consuming can't live without each other love 20 year old me yeah! bitch yes same like <laughs> sign me up like I was like it this, sounds good. It sounds it one. It sounds amazing, and I think you know. I really do. I think the writing just made sense for the show, and it made sense. Yeah. I don't know. It made sense to me at fifteen, whatever. Um, but I was like, yeah, like that's how I want to feel. I want to feel like just ridiculously, hopelessly, like passion. wonderfully, yes. passionately in love, because I I think that is possible, and I think you can and find I, that. And I I don't think this is this a Carrie quote or a that's a Carrie quote. I think that was the thing with Carrie, right? Is Carrie, I'd be very curious to know her sign. But like, in a way that maybe Miranda wasn't, I think Carrie and Miranda are good foils of each other. Whereas Miranda was reserved. Carrie felt all her feelings. (laughs) Yeah. And just like delve for Yes. Bitch, we're together. You want to go to Paris? Perfect. I will move to Paris. Like, she always like was she jumped head first into everything. She really now, did. She hit her head along the way sometimes, but a lot. There was I think something that was like really good about Carrie. Maybe not good. That that was something that I mean, was definitely a care a personality trait, a character trait of Carrie was she felt what she felt, honey, and she let you know, right? Well, but, yes, because yeah. it's funny because the scene that I'm thinking of is when Charlotte gets engaged to Harry, but that's the same day that. Carrie gets broken up on the post-it. Was that burger? Oh, that was burger. Oh yes. my gosh, his fucking ass. That's, anyway, um, but I'm like, and I, I get it. I, cause like, if you had just gotten broken up with and literally on a post-it, and your best, <laughs> friend, 
and your best friend just got engaged that same fucking day. Like, I really do want to celebrate you, but here's the bullshit. And like, so she's like trying to be happy for Charlotte, but she's like, bitch, my fucking boyfriend just ah. left me in the middle of the night and left a damn post. Wasn't it? Cause wasn't he a writer? Like, <laughs> he was a writer. Yes, like, he was a writer. Yes, yes, yes. And like, he's yeah, just struggling with her success and things like that anyway. Um, but yeah, those are just like a couple of like scenes that come to mind. I mean, truly, as I said at the beginning and before we even started recording, I knew we weren't going to get to all the questions because there is so much. There's so much. The show. Yeah. And I think it and the way that like it kind of wove is interwoven <laughs> with our lives. <laughs> wove so it in. It wove itself into our lives. And I like you said, it just the show had such a grip on us in different ways. And I think like we just. Like, there's just so much to it. It's six years worth of content. So mm-hmm. we're not going to get to all of it today. And so I'll definitely just leave everything here. We'll revisit this at some point because I do really want to talk about the, what did I call them? Um, the runners-ups. I want to talk about the runner-ups because there yeah. were some good-ass runner-ups. So when I say runner-ups, cuties, I'm talking about the men who didn't end yeah, up with the main dated. characters, yeah. but they oh, were yes, like, yes, yes. they were linked like parts of the show like they were main characters or supporting characters for a while like when Samantha was a lesbian that season with Maria like I had to go look back at her name and like Trey like Charlotte's first husband and so we'll definitely yeah (laughs) I just wanted to distinguish because literally (laughs) (laughs) I guess I didn't have to but yeah so we'll definitely come back to this at some point Um, but this Mm -hmm. has been fun like oh my gosh I love that we both love sex in the city like I like I just feel like whenever I find out someone is a fan of the show like we will always have something to talk about we can always kiki and we just we're good great people together so I love that we both somehow found our way to sex in the city and (laughs) each other (laughs) but all right cuties enough of us gushing Be sure to keep it cute and court with confidence. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, Courting Cuties. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. That's courtingincolor.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye.